Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Father Knows Something. We have Justin, we have Morgan, and Holly, not here. Gone. She's gone. Yet again. Yes. I'm sick of this. I'm over it. Well... Uh, her mommy is, is begging me to say, come get her, come, you know, come do it again. And I just know that we've kind of had a crazy schedule. So that is true, but and it's not, she's fair. not holding up her end of the bargain. She is not. She is not. I got this plant behind me making me nuts. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. Justin experiences it every week. No, 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 no. You're How's messing that? up my rug. How's that? Just push the plant. You just got to give it a little twist. Just push it. <laughs> like the the pot, the, like the, the how's pot. this guy? Like the planter, the pot, like the planter. We go. did it! We did it! There you go. So, uh, any news that we should talk about? Beside that, you just got I got my report back from the uh, place you sent me, and all kinds of concerns. <laughs> By the way, guys, I'm here today, but according to the docs, I may not be here tomorrow. No. Um, because of my anxiety, we sent my dad to do one of those new like full body scans, something that our healthcare system should provide us from a baseline, but insurance is a scam, so they don't. Um, so we just sent him to that and mostly good news, but he's got some dense uh, plaque. plaque, so he's got to start watching what he eats and cholesterol. And we have a nodule on um, in the pelvis area, so he's got some some follow ups to do, but mostly good. No strokes, you know, mostly healthy. But yeah, the dense plaque we gotta we gotta work on. Yeah, and the hernia thing that you talked about. You have a hacial hernia that probably explains your weird burping, and you have a six point three centimeter cyst on your kidney. So this is all very concerning. So I'm I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to sleep tonight thinking, will I be here tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. It's mostly good news. That's good news. Well yeah, mostly, mostly good. It could have been worse. It could have came out way worse. Hundred percent. Like you got a pretty decent scan. Okay. Well I'm please I, <laughs> he's having I'm so relieved. <laughs> He's like actually having anxiety. You can tell. That's why we're going to get into other people's problems. Yeah, Yeah. let's go to it. (laughs) Okay, so today's theme is relationship. Okay, good. I can't wait to dig in. (laughs) Yeah, Justin put this whole theme together for us. So me and you are both going in blind. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's do it. supposed to do your bidding bidding stuff to amp up the story. Oh, I was too I, I was absolutely too overwhelmed. We'll save it. <laughs> no, no, you got it. No, I'm story number one, story number one. We got story number one right here. Story uh, number one. Very good. <laughs> okay. Morgan took care of it. And do I hear story number two? Not yet. Not no. before not story. Yet. Not before story number one. First, second, third, last call. Start on story number one. There we go. I like that sweater, Jerry. Isn't this great? He's yeah, just very nice, nice today. Yeah. I know. I feel like I should have dressed up a little. Okay. And you here got we go. the jacket. Fuck. Yeah. I'm, I'm just balling out in my okay. outfit. It's all right. Well, it certainly beats the robe. And apparently when I was reading some of the things, somebody commented on Jerry popping in for the commercial in the robe. It might be a thing going forward. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hugh Hefner had like, you know, the silk, you know, the, the silk We're not robe. doing that. The cotton was great. <laughs> Hi, Jerry, Justin, and Morgan. I'm a longtime listener of Father Knows Something and Two Hot Takes. I love both podcasts and all the stories slash advice given. 
I never thought I'd have something to write in, but here it goes. I, 22 female, have been in a three-year relationship with male 27. Our relationship has been nothing short of wonderful, and I love him more than I've ever loved someone before. We've been talking about marriage for the last six months or so. And if anyone would have asked me a few months ago, I would have told them I was 110% set on marrying this man. But recently, some things have happened, and now I'm unsure what to do. There is a guy two years younger than me that I grew up with. Let's call him Bill. Bill and his family are close friends with my family. I never had a real relationship with Bill, but in high school, we hung out a lot, and after a drunken night out, I was his first kiss. Even though I had slight feelings for Bill at the time, I never let our relationship become anything more than being friends, since I would be going off to college and he was a bit younger than me. I just never saw it working out, and I didn't want to ruin our friendship. We both ended up in relationships shortly after I graduated, and that was that. Or so I thought. Bill is friends with a couple of my friends from high school that I still keep in close contact with. By the time Bill's relationship ended, I had just started dating my current partner. I have heard from my friends numerous times the last three years about how Bill tells them he is in love with me and is waiting on me and my partner to break up so he can have his shot with me. He's going to make the move. Bill has told them many times I'm the one that got away and he will wait on me for forever because he truly believes I'm the one for him. When I was told these things from my friends, a part of me secretly wondered what a relationship with him would be like. This past weekend, my partner and I went out to a bar with some friends and Bill happened to be there. He welcomed my partner and I in as soon as we came through the door with hugs. Later that night, while I was waiting in line for the bathroom, he approached me. He told me he hated me and I asked why. He said he doesn't hate me, but he wished that he did. I asked if it was because he loved me and he confirmed. Bill told me that he has been in love with me since he was 13 and spilled his heart out to me. He said he has tried moving on, but can't and has decided to wait on me. I told him he should move on and he said that he wished he could. But anyone he has tried to start a relationship with the last three years, he has not been able to commit to because he is not over what he feels for me. Then he got very close to me and said, we could have made this work. We can make this work. And you know that. The feelings I felt at that moment were not what I was expecting. I felt feelings for him in that moment, and he knew it. I ended the conversation with saying that I needed to go and walked away. I feel very confused. I'm now wondering if I decide to marry my current partner, if I will always wonder what things would have been like if I had given Bill a chance. I also am afraid to leave such a loving and wonderful relationship I have for something that may not even work out. I'm afraid to ruin such a good thing I have going. I haven't been able to stop thinking about that night and what Bill said to me, though. I did tell my boyfriend that night what Bill had said to me, and my boyfriend confronted Bill and asked him to respect our relationship. They spoke about it for an hour and both handled the conversation maturely. My parents have recently started to hate my current partner and have always tried to convince me to date Bill, which has made the situation feel even worse. I see a future with my current partner, but I can also see one with Bill. I feel as if both men could make me happy long-term and they are both truly good guys. I feel wrong for feeling what I felt in that moment with Bill. My heart hurts even thinking about leaving my current partner and hurting him. I am lost on what to do and could use some advice. I feel damned if I do and damned if I don't. I call this the cross. This is like when you're growing up a tree and you're a caterpillar. And you come to that branch that looks like this and you <laughs> say, do I take this, this branch or I take this branch? Because once that caterpillar goes this way or that way, uh, they're never going to sit at the branch. But remember, they always do become a butterfly eventually and they can fly anywhere. Yeah. There's a thought. Look, if, if you were absolutely 100% sure and everything was, was locked with your current guy, you wouldn't be looking at Bill something opened up inside that you're going to have to explore it. I don't think that you can actually go through your life. And if anything ever came up, you say, what I should have checked bill out. And I think that you need to be a hundred percent sure. And you remember how old is she? She's 23, 22, 22. You know, this is the time you, you investigate. 
And if you need to take a pause in your relationship and, and you, and your boyfriend certainly knows there's something going on. I mean, that's the best part is that there's honesty with this. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, you're not, he's not disrespecting your relationship with him. He is really respecting uh, a calling that he has. And he says, look, this has been going on a while and now we're, old enough that we can actually maybe check this out and really see if this is the right person. You may find out one of two things. One, that the man that you're with is very patient and really is in love with you, that he is going to encourage you to find out what's going on here. So you're certain. And you're going to find out yourself if this is just an ego thing because the guy said how much he's in love with you or if there's something really there at, you know, at this point, you got to be careful of though, is as you get through life, there's, there might always be someone that's going to come on to you and you can't keep investigating consistently every day. Is the gas going to be greener with, with the gas, Bob. The, <laughs> the grass is going to be greener with Bob, Charlie, you know, Ted. Yeah, definitely. you know, it, but because this is such a unique, you know, thing, Maybe you do need to explore it, especially since it's it's very you know much in front of you at this point in time. Yeah, I I think all that it goes back to the what ifs because yeah. you always go back and say I should have tried it, and I always say with things like that that you should go see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The one thing I'll say though is, despite being twenty two, I mean it'd be a lot different if we we're late twenties or mm -hmm. early thirties or something, but. At 22, that's the only reason I don't 100% fit in this boat of the grass always does seem greener. And the difference is, yeah, you may think you may be happy with either one long term. What you do know is you have actually been dating the guy you're with and it's good. And that is rare. You don't know what it's like to date the other guy. You don't know. It could be mm -hmm. awful. It could be all tempt and just absolutely be shitty. It could be one way or the other. Except you do know with your current partner that it is good. But I do agree with you, something's missing to be tempted. That's that's where I was going, right there. If it was so perfect, how could she even have that door possibly that's open? That's true. That's true. And there's something not perfect here that she has that door is allowing to be just cracked a little bit. Yeah. I have been in relationships that I was locked and I didn't care who came by. You've seen me in some of those relationships and doesn't matter who comes by. No one, no one's getting in because I was locked. And then there's relationships that I have that I was not locked. And if somebody was poking their head, I would say, you know, I, maybe I don't belong in this relationship because I'm actually letting somebody poke their head in. Yeah. And that itself got me to, you know, walk away from a relationship. This one's really tough because, you know, Bill, the other guy, is younger. Like, Bill is only 20. Our writer is only 22. And, like, I look at how you, when you're in the moment, you're, like, 22. Wow, like, I'm an adult. I'm, like, really established. But, like, looking back now as a 29-year-old, I'm, like, 22? Like, I had no idea what I wanted at 22. Like, I cannot imagine getting married at that age but like so many people do so mm -hmm. you have to like truly it's to each your own and like everyone finds their right path but I will say like if you are having like any doubts or any feelings for someone else like you do kind of need to sort that out especially before marrying someone else but I was gonna ask you like they've been together three years but are talking about marriage and these things before you proposed, because like after after being engaged, it's kind of it's a different story. But if I would have said to you, like close to you proposing, what are your thoughts about us taking a break so I can, you know, make sure this is right? What would you have done? Like, I think for a lot of people, that could be relationship ending. Like that could be a deal breaker. You can't really find out unless you are truly split. A lot of people try and take a break and go see, but it's not a real test. A true test is no, we are broken up, we are done. There's no foreseeable future. 
and then you try and go and move on. You, you have to go through the breakup process and get over that person, then start seeing people to truly know. Otherwise, you're looking at it through different colored glasses that won't, you'll never see the truth. So I think a break to go make sure, I don't know how often that really works. You know, I will tell you personal experience. When you really care and you want the best for that person as well as the best for yourself, sometimes you you allow these things to go on to see what really is going to stick. Because let me tell you something, life is a long time. Marriage is not like it's a week or two or a year or two. Or You are talking about 50, 60. I was at a funeral today. People were together for 70 years. Yeah. And 70 years was not easy. There was a lot of tough times in that relationship. I, I knew, I knew these people now for 50 years and I saw a lot of shit going on in that relationship. So when she wants to make sure in something, I say, go for it at this point in time, what's going on. I, my mom certainly told me that she was dating, you know, two different guys when, you know, or one guy, when she went out with my dad mm -hmm. and this other guy asked her out and she you know, knew the other guy and she said, no, no, I'm going to, you know, stick with this guy. And she married my dad. And I don't know if she ever thought twice about the other guy or she was tickled, you know, silly about my dad. Yeah. I mean, they had their issues. They certainly did. I mean, there was, you know, good parts of their relationship and there were sometimes there was tough parts in their relationship. So make sure that you, you look at all the avenues before you take that, that, that final branch because yeah especially where you are today knowing what you know mm -hmm. be sure this is the, the the tact you want to take yeah definitely the man that you end up with has to be understanding enough to know that that you've really investigated this so you know that your feelings where you're going to make that commitment yeah well and the boyfriend in this is 27 mm -hmm. you know there's a a five-year age gap mm -hmm. he's got a lot more experience likely under his belt. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's easy for someone who's dated a bunch of people to say, yeah, you're the one. But when you have someone that you've had a crush on for forever and the timing just didn't work out and then all of a sudden it's like you get this big confession, it's it's hard to move past that. I, would, she, I would have a hard time. And she's been with her boyfriend now for three years. So mm -hmm. it's when she was 19, she started to see this fellow at the yeah. end of 18. So- you know, be sure what you're doing and, the, and go back to following your, your instinct to make sure that you, you're content with your decision because you're yeah. the one that has to live with that decision. I gotta, yeah, I got to just say, I think the second you had feelings in that moment, your current relationship was done. Like it, if I knew that, if I knew that and I'm your current partner, I'd be like, all right, cool. Something's not right here. I mean, it's, it's what you started with. Right, but something's not right here. I got that, but that doesn't mean it can't get right. It doesn't mean that you walk away totally at that point. You, I think the fact that she was open and honest with him, what, what took place, that's her well, we, avenue. Of, we don't know if she said, I felt something. And we also don't know what that was. It could have been like nostalgia or just a flashback. Like, Well, she, yeah, I had know, feelings. I had feelings and that might not have gotten conveyed. It might've only been conveyed that, Hey, Bill said he has feelings for me, but I do agree. There's something about it that points to, this is going to be one of those. Well, what if, what if I would have done that down the road? And like, there was a trend on, on TikTok, And it was like, my mom, my mom had like her ex from high school reach out after her and my dad got divorced and now they're together. Like there's, there was a trend that showed a lot of videos like that. And like, I don't know. I just, I think it could be worth investigating. Look at your grandmother. She was in love with this guy from her high school sweetheart. Yeah. And he went off and for whatever happened, he didn't come back in time. She met someone else. She got married, had your mom and her and siblings. And you know, they had their different lives, but eventually uh, they reconnected they, and they neither one of them ever forgot the other one. Yeah, it is interesting. They're you, they've been married now for 20 years. I think. No, no. 10 years, 15 no, years. They didn't get together until I was like 
almost done with college. Oh. So 2015-ish. Okay, so it's uh, nine years. Somewhere in there. Maybe 20. I mean, I was... It was high school to college, so they've been together at least 10 years, I would say. Yeah, I would say so. But they got back together, and they're so happily married today. Yeah. So you never know. But my grandma, if you ask her, Mm -hmm. her regret is not waiting for him. She brought it up on the last trip home because she's 80. She just turned 80, and she missed years 20 to 70. Mm -hmm. Like, she missed 50 years. And had two other marriages and she, you know, had her kids and doesn't, doesn't regret them. But she, she does regret not waiting for him. Mm-hmm. So. Damn. Yeah. She's got two big regrets. Not waiting for, for him and not becoming a nurse. She wished. Really? She, that's one of her biggest regrets. Mm-hmm. Onward. Yeah. Moving along. One of this week's partners is Go Henry. One of the best things you can do for your kids is to teach them how to manage money. And this should be started from the time they're little. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode, Go Henry by Acorns, the smart debit card and app for kids 6 to 18. With Go Henry, kids can learn about money, set spending and saving goals, and even track chores and earn allowance money right within the app. They learn the value of money by using their Go Henry debit cards, while parents can set spend limits and help guide their journey, while staying informed every step of the way. I seriously wish I had this as a kid. I had to learn about money the hard way as an adult. And if my parents had set me up with Go Henry as a kid, learning to adult would have been so much easier. Set your kids up for success and get started today at gohenry.com FKS. Terms and conditions apply. Renews from $4.99 per month unless canceled. All right, we are going with number two. Do I have a two? Are we going for three? Jumping to three, two, one and a half. <laughs> one, two. seven, five, three, two, one. First, second, th- two. Two, he says. We have a bid. So let's go with two. First, second, third. Last call. Two. <laughs> Not two and a quarter. Not two and a half, but two. I'm a couple of months into seeing a new partner. I, 23 female, and he, 26 male, met on a dating app. We have really made a connection after a couple dates, consistent texts, and regular phone calls. I really like him. From the get-go, I knew he was Christian. He had it on his dating profile. I'm not religious, but I've been around religion before in my life and have respect for people who prioritize their faith. On our second date, and when things were headed in the direction of sex, I pulled away and asked if he was a virgin. He said yes. I asked him if he was waiting for marriage, and he said yes. I told him I was not, and he said that was okay with him. We stopped and talked about it for a while. He asked me if that changed how I felt about him. Considering it was the second date, I said no, and that it was just different for me. I told him in an ideal world, I'd wait to have sex with someone until I trusted them, usually a couple of dates. I told him as we move forward in our relationship, He would need to take the initiative with sex because I didn't want to cross any boundaries. He said he, quote, does everything but sex. I asked him what that meant because sex could be a lot of things. He said, quote, you know, sex. I haven't really asked him since. We've hung out multiple times and things have progressed, minus the penetration. I really like him and I want to take the next step in becoming official with him. I can see a future with him, but I'm nervous. I feel sexually fulfilled now, but I never imagined putting myself in a relationship where I wouldn't get to explore the sexual side fully before marriage. What if that changes? Should I back out now before I become emotionally attached? He is the kindest, funniest, most caring man I've met, but the constant reminders of marriage and waiting do make me anxious. He comes across as very understanding of my concerns but it still has me worried. Any advice? Your new, I, I, I don't know how long his old relationships were and how patient he was in those relationships. And if someone is in, indulging in a relationship where, there, where two people are naked in bed and they are uh, orally uh, fondling every part of each other's body, you know, I find it a little... Hypocritical? Yeah. 
that, I know. That's sex. I mean, come on. I mean, if 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 I, you know, am dating somebody and I said, I just want you to know, um, I saw my ex-girlfriend last night and they said, well, do you have sex? And you, oh, no, we didn't have sex. But, you know, certainly I had a blowjob and, <laughs> and I licked her. But that wasn't sex, <laughs> you know. I mean, right? But sure, it's but it's in still, the name it, oral sex. sex. It's fine, but it it doesn't change yeah. his position. So how no. do you deal with that? The, the the thing that you really deal with is that first become friends and see where you guys are, and you'll know by the kiss if if this is no. Fuck no! There's some people that are great <laughs> kissers and then just blow at everything else. Really? Yeah. So what's your what? what, what, what I, I say give I say see where the relationship it might solve itself when you find out that you're just not compatible. Yeah, I think like after nine months you should have a decent idea, maybe even a year. But like, no, they they've been on a few dates. Couple months in the scene, I think couple was months. how it started. So a couple months in the scene, someone. So like for me, if I got to the nine month mark and like everything is great, but we haven't had sex yet, mm-hmm. then you kind of know. Okay, like. This person might be waiting, sticking out for, you know, whatever. But it is it is interesting. I think, like, for me and a lot of my friends, like, I don't think we would wait. Like, you got to fully test drive the car before you buy it. But there are some people that could argue, well, you know, if he can make you have an orgasm without penetration— like you're good. Like the penetration, like, like a lot of women don't even have penetrative orgasms anyways. So like, you know, he can't really mess that part up if he's good at everything else. So there's, there's that argument in it too. It's like, there's more ways to have sex besides just penetration. So. Yeah. I, well, I, I think it comes down to like, his boundary seems pretty set if he's stuck to it this far. So yeah, that's true. You need to determine, do you want this? Do you want to wait and, you know, see what happens? Or is it a deal breaker for you? I think that's what you're trying to figure out mm-hmm. because the ideal outcome uh, is the ideal outcome would be being in a relationship and having sex with him. But I don't feel comfortable asking him to change his boundaries. Yeah, and that's, yeah. I wonder if there's a way that I can feel sexually justified in making this relationship commitment without changing this commitment he's made to himself and his religion. Yeah, that's a head game you got to play with yourself. And if he's comfortable bringing other toys into the bedroom that like that appease you, like there's other methods without having penetration from his dick. Like there's so many other things you can do. Um and so many other devices. But yeah, it's just, it's an interesting conversation that I think develops further. But like the last thing you want is to then have sex and he just resents you for making him, it, right. you know, 100%. not wait and things like that. But I always find this so interesting. And I think it's because I end up on Mormon TikTok a lot and they talk about soaking. Have you heard about soaking? Soaking, you 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 just, you know, you get to rub it, but you don't get to put it in. No, so soaking because they also believe no sex before marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not trying to judge in any way. I just, I don't really find purity culture to be like the most healthy typically. But soaking, you stick it in and other people bounce the bed. And it doesn't count because you're not moving. Oh, I thought it, but it is. It's it's being close in proximity. It's yeah, it, just, just the tip. <laughs> I mean, uh, basically. Yeah. And anal is okay too. Great to know. Yeah. So look, I really feel that, you know, the biggest thing that you really first need to do is really decide if this is the person that you just really, really like to spend time with and your great friends. And let's see where that goes, because you may find out in this friendship, he is a great friend mm-hmm. and he just isn't the guy to be your, your lover. And that drives the sexuality. Yeah. The sexuality doesn't drive typically the other side. Now, I'm not saying that some people just are, aren't so physically attracted to each other that it can take them to a hundred. You know, don't, don't, don't say I'm, I, that I don't think that that's out there. It is out there, but typically it's the friendship. It's the, the bond between the partnership that makes you carry you through life. 
Yeah, I will say too, like I know we're picking apart the sex aspect of this, but for him to be so, so religious that he's willing to uphold that part of his religion and no sex before marriage, you guys might not have the same values too, because that is a big value. And someone Mm -hmm. that is very Christian and very religious, they you know, they value that. It's and a big so, part of their lives yes. and a lifestyle. And so you might be okay dating now, but as you progress down the road, you might find that that is just not something you can get on board with. Like, say you guys want kids. Are our kids going to go to Sunday school or they were going to mass every Sunday? Like, Where do you envision your wedding? Exactly. There's a lot of factors. There's a that. lot more that I think you'll unpack before, like not having sex before marriage mm-hmm. would become a deal breaker for you. Yeah. I think yep. that's very true. Yeah. yeah. So you just got to feel it out and you'll know. You'll know if it's willing, if you're willing to wait. But and you can give it a little time. There's other ways to get off too, but I I can imagine it'd be very Look, intim- sexually frustrating after a certain amount of time. Intimacy is trust. It's really there and it, 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 it becomes very, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not even hypnotic, but it becomes a very good foundation where you guys are on the same planet of of meeting of the minds. That was really the best thing that you said. Religiously. Yeah, you never you, know. And culturally, are you going to be able to have a meeting of the minds? Yeah, and I mean, there's dildos and things, so you'll you'll figure it out, but keep and us strap-ons. posted. Strap-ons. I wonder if a there's, strap-on would technically not, like I wonder if he would be willing to use a strap-on because it's not his. If you can do oral, you can do a strap-on. Remember the chin dildo? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually There's, there's a lot you can explore here, so keep us posted. Yeah. I actually saw a show the other day oh, gosh. and they were talking about, and there was a word for it. And I was trying to call you to say, I got the word of what to call it. <laughs> and I, and I forgot what it was. Oh, I'm, well. I'm really glad. Wow. Okay. Moving along. Okay. Let's roll. Another one of this week's partners is Hungry Root. Call me a hermit or call me smart, but I don't like going to grocery stores. Busy, crowded lines, most of the items I want out of stock, which is why I love Hungry Root. Hungry Root makes it easy to get fresh, high-quality food delivered to your door. They've got healthy groceries and simple recipes all in one place. So your fridge is going to be stocked, but you're going to know how to use it before it goes to waste and you end up throwing all of it away. We love everything Hungry Root sends us. I love the snacks and breakfast options. My favorite is the oats. I'm able to wake up. I can grab them as I'm running out of the house, eat them when I get a minute, and I'm starting my day on a better foot so I'm not hangry. I have more energy. I just overall feel better throughout the day. One thing that I think sets Hungry Root apart is that they really care about your health and making sure whatever you're getting fits your meal and dietary plans. So whether you're gluten-free, vegan, vegetarian, dairy-free, low-carb, low-sugar, whatever your diet looks like, and Hunger Root will take that into consideration and plan according to that. And this makes life so much easier. I'm trying to go dairy-free, and when I do go to the store, trying to read through all the ingredients on the back of something is exhausting. If you're ready to try it for yourself, right now, Hunger Root is offering Father Knows Something listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com FKS to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com FKS. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. Oh, three. Story number three. We got story number three. We're over over story number two. Moving on to story number three. Yeah, up by a quarter. You gotta you do it fast. Really? Do it. Do I it. do it fast. Do it. Uh we're at two, two and a quarter, two and a half, two seventy-five. Two seventy-five. We're going on three. Three, we have it. We're on story number three. First, second, go. third, last call. <laughs> three. Howdy, y'all. Howdy. I just want to say I'm a huge fan of FKS and THT, and I can't wait to see y'all at the live show in Austin this Ah! year. Am I going to Austin? Unsure yet. Unsure. See, we don't know about dad. Austin would be a good one. We'll see. We'll see. We'll maybe tack you on there. Okay, now to my problem. I, 21 female, have never been in a serious relationship, and I feel like I've been missing out on a huge life experience. I've tried dating in the past, but it's always turned into a situationship because the guys never want to commit to an actual relationship. Because of this and the heartbreak that came from the situationships, I haven't even attempted to date anyone in over a year and a half. I'm going to graduate from college this spring and don't have a specific plan for after graduation, so it doesn't seem like the best time to start dating. But with the majority of my friends being in serious relationships, 
I worry that I might miss my chance because I've been so closed off to pursuing anything. I have been stuck in a place of being terrified to get my heart broken again, but also terrified that I'm never going to know what it feels like to be in love and be loved by someone else. I know I'm still young and have plenty of time, but sometimes it seems like I will be single forever. No. LOL. No. If y'all could give me any advice on how to start dating or how to get over the fear of getting my heart broken again, that would be awesome. Again, I love y'all so much and thank you for the advice in advance. Who's going first? You got it. Yeah. Friends. The key is friends. Think about the friend that you love the most, your best friend, people that you've cared about, friends. Start with friends. And long as you guys enjoy hanging out, and you find that you are really good together as friends, see if that takes you to the next level. And the next level is simply is intimacy. Don't worry about being able to call him my boyfriend or he'll call you his girlfriend because that's natural if you guys are friends and you want to be connected at the hip to be to go out and enjoy your daily adventures with it you're not looking for other people you know you will know yourself if he is the person you want to hang with but that sounds like the situationships that she's trying to get away from and i think i think it's like maybe a generational thing because coming from a girl that's gone through her early 20s situationships are very common they're almost hard to avoid at that age because a lot of the guys you're dating aren't mentally mature enough to handle a relationship. And so it does not feel great to go into it in that way. Like you want to like almost have clear expectations. Yeah, you can have friends, you can have guy friends, but when you're looking to date someone, it's better to have clear expectations from the jump so you don't end up in these situationships where you're investing your feelings, your time, your energy, and then you find out, I don't like you at all. I don't want to date you ever. What about the one that says, I love you, I'm your boy, I'm your girlfriend, and you come, you find out that they're busy because they have to work late, and you find out, even though you're dating and they're calling you boyfriend and girlfriend, that they're out cheating on you and they're going to bars and they're they're meeting with other people. I mean, the reality is it's the, it's a balance. <laughs> what does that have to do with our writer? It's, it has this to do. He's just it, saying the polar opposite of what you said. I it's, just yeah, said the fact that- but that's that, life. That's that, the risk you take dating you, anyone. However, being at, being with somebody and not really worried what you call it right in the beginning, that you are you find out by the relationship that it grows to be what it is. That's what I'm saying to her. I don't know yeah, what her I, think, I don't know her situationships with what what her interpretation of a situationship is. I just know that when you're with somebody that you want to be with, I don't care what you call it, you guys are going to be together and no one else is coming into coming into that world. I think you know everyone has different methods of how they want to date. I think when it comes to ours, like we are very different. We're going to have to agree to disagree on that. Okay. Um but I look at this as like if this were my my girlfriend, which you are, I would be like, okay, let's look at the guys you've been going for. Like, what are some common denominators? And you are young. Like most of my dating happened after college, to be honest. But it's still, it's like, you can't expect to have a serious relationship if you're not putting yourself out there. And it's hard and it's scary, but it's just kind of the way the cookie crumbles. But I would say, try to be very intentional. Try to go into it with I'm looking for this and this. Like, I'm willing to have fun initially. Like, don't put too much pressure on them. But, like, by the third date, if, you know, you feel like you're getting dragged along a little bit, move on to the next one. But dating is hard. Like, you look at you look at anyone. Like, dating is not easy, no matter what age, no matter who you are. I look at, you know, some of my girlfriends who are really successful and beautiful, smart people and they have hard time dating. It's just, I think it's just the time we're in right now. I think that the most, the, the best way to get someone to, to make, want to make that commitment is you start into it and say, until I have a commitment, all bets are off. We're dating. And yeah. that's just what dating is. That's right. Yeah. And so don't ask me what I'm doing. And I mean, hang out together as much as you want. And if he says, are you, you know, seeing anybody else? You're, the answer is until I have a commitment, 
I may not be seeing anyone today, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to see anyone tomorrow. Well, and that's like you have the conversation down the line after, you know, six dates. You have the conversation of like, are we exclusive? Do you want to be my girlfriend? That, like, that's you have that conversation. Six dates? Six months, whatever the timeline is for someone. But if you want to be transparent and say, like, I just want you to know, like, I am going to be seeing other people. That's fine. You have a roster until you find someone that you're willing to drop the roster for. A roster. A, a roster. roster. That term. Well, I mean. I, I just say, she's just saying, how do I get started? My answer is go out and just see if you like each other and have fun. So and date everyone. Doing, keep Living. doing what you're doing. Yeah. That's right. Because Date everybody. Date everyone. Download the apps. Go out. Date everyone. Because the additional info, I'm a relatively introverted person with social anxiety, so I don't normally meet potential guys at bars or parties, but I'm trying to work on it. Yeah. I also don't love using dating apps because the decision to pursue someone just based on looks alone feels a bit shallow to me. Yeah. I, I get that. It can be. I mean, I met Justin on Hinge, and I think what I liked about Hinge versus other dating apps at the time, like uh, Tinder and Bumble is Hinge. Like it felt like it provided more about the person. They responded to prompts that showed their personality. Yep. yep. Um. You you got a better read on who people were on on Hinge. 100%. I felt. So I think every app is kind of different. I know things have changed. I haven't been on there in five years now, but um, I think they can be very good. But yeah, I think dating apps have kind of made things worse for a lot of people. There's too much instant gratification. There's, yeah. there's you know, the dopamine pathways in our brains that are kind of altered. So yeah. you can dabble in everything just because, you know, get on an app and look very specifically for people that might match with you. But you can also go out and meet people too. Like, yeah. find the play, Find the things that you like to do and the places you like to do it and see who else is there doing the same things that you like. Mm -hmm. And you may find a, a, a person that could be your friend. Well, and I think it'll come when you're not expecting it. Oh, it definitely happens when you're not expecting it. You know, it. like you'll be out having fun, like you're saying, doing mm -hmm. something you love. And all of a sudden, you'll just start interacting with someone. And you're like, wait, we should hang out. We should, you know, and it just, sometimes it can just happen so naturally now, that let's way. Let's imagine that you don't do anything to hang out. You haven't really had any passions. Try different things. Try dancing class. Try kickboxing. Try karate. Try jujitsu. Try you know going to fire fireman class to learn how to be a fire <laughs> a fire person. Yeah. You know, try different things to see if it if it's you know snags your attention. Take up flying. <laughs> There's many different avenues of of things that you can do to find something that you can be passionate about. It could be hiking. Could be mountain climbing. Yeah. And you will meet people in those environments. Yeah, and that's yeah. a great way. And it's low it. pressure. It's not. It's not like walking up to somebody at a bar. It's not at all like that. It's completely just and it's natural. healthy. And it's all healthy. And it's organic. It's organic, <laughs> <laughs> which could become orgasmic for you. Oh, I like that. Okay. Organically orgasmic. All right. So Keep let us, us know. Posted. Let us know. We're moving on number four. Moving along. Another one of this week's partners is Lumi. You want to start the year off fresh. And I mean really fresh, no more stinky pits or body odor. Lumi deodorant has got you covered. From pits to private or even your feet, you can use Lumi everywhere. Yes, everywhere. Lumi was actually designed by an OBGYN, and it's clinically proven to block odor all day long thanks to its one-of-a-kind pH-optimized formula. My favorite part about Lumi is how many options they have. When you usually think about deodorant, you think about the underarm stick. These wipes live in my bag. For the moments that I run out of the house, forget to put on my actual deodorant and start smelling myself, I can freshen up with these wipes and be confident that there's no stink left. I love my toasted coconut scent for my stick deodorant, and I've actually gotten complimented on the tangerine from someone that thought it was perfume. It smelled that good. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code FKS at lumideodorant.com. That equates to 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code FKS. Link is also in the description. Thanks, guys. Oh, three bid the four, try the four, come the four, bid the four, four, yes or no, four, I have four, four, first, second, third, last call, sold to four. 
Hi, Father Jerry, prayer hands emoji, and Justin, Morgan, and especially Lil Baby Holly. Right now, I'm at odds. I want so badly to move in with my partner. Financially, I think I can swing it. He wants me to. And it's something we've discussed extensively, at least starting with two to three days a week to see how we coexist before getting a mutual space. I am 24 in grad school and I work as a TA and a children's art teacher, as well as doing social media management and occasionally picking up shifts at a bar I used to work at full time. I'm a very independent person and have always been. On to the problem. I live with my mom still, and while I know I'm independent, I think she is, Morgan's favorite word, enmeshed with me. Every time I try to have a calm, rational conversation with her to let her know what's happening and that I will, I'm not asking, I'm telling, be working towards moving in with my partner, she shuts down. She says I don't love her, says I'm stressing her out and we can't talk about that, tells me no, I'm not doing that, and it's deeply stressful and emotionally draining, trying to almost justify or validate my relationship. Please help me find some other way to approach this. I'm at my wit's end, and all I know is I want to start building a life with him. Ideal outcome, that I can pursue my relationship and my life without having to be as extreme to potentially cut my mother out of it. Additional info, we have a family dog I am a primary caregiver for, but I've tried to make it abundantly clear that I will continue to pay for him to do daycare, food, pet insurance, and even find a dog walker when I do move, if that will reduce stress. My mother also does not like the age gap between my partner and I, 12 years, but we met in a mutual work setting. I'd already completed my first degree and was 22 when we met, and frankly, this is the most mature, safe, and confident relationship I've ever had, a true meeting of the minds. We share interests, moral stances, etc. And I feel extremely secure and happy with him. And that was my grandmother's beautiful phrase. Yeah. I don't care who you meet, what you meet, if they're from Mars, if they're from Pluto, if they're from the, the, the planet Vulcan, if you guys have a meeting of the minds, you're down. Yeah. And I'm good with it. Yeah. You know, I does it say how old her mom is? No mention of mom's age. Our writer, again, is 24. Mm -hmm. So somewhere. So let's go figure 44, 50 in that area. Somewhere in there, yeah. So, you know, look, I, I think when you have the conversation with your mom, you can certainly say, what is your biggest fear, mom? When you have children, they grow up, they meet someone, they move out, they get married. And the good news is one day there might or might not be, you know, a next generation. But it's not going to happen by me living with you home. And this is just not the plan that I have for myself. Yeah. And I love you. And your mom might say, why are you having this conversation with me? Are you out of your mind? I, I don't care what you do. Or she might say something, I just, I'm afraid of being alone. Because her, her not liking the boyfriend could be something that's real or can be control. We don't know which one it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I know one thing that we all have to do when it comes to family and them dating. We have to give the faith that they are finding what's good for them on their own without our help. Because that's all we want for one another. We want to, we want you to be with a person that makes you happy. Yeah. If you can see if they're making you miserable, then that you, that sometimes we step in and say, you know, I've seen you, I've known you for, you know, I've known you for 27 years, mom, or or you've known me for 27 years. And I respect the fact that you don't see that I'm as happy as I've been yeah. in other relations. That's a good conversation that that family can have with one another because they they only want the best for you. But evidently, you're, you've made the decision. This guy is the cat's meow for you right now. And this is where you're going to try to take the next step and see how it works out. And I think that's the conversation you have to have with your mom. Mm -hmm. And hopefully she'll be adult enough and equally as mature as you to in her growth to say, I accept that because right now she's dependent upon you because you remember you've been a great crutch for her all her life. You've been there. Mm -hmm. Right. And your dad, it sounds like your dad's not a part of this. I don't know if it says that or not. No but, mention. But right now you are a crutch to her and that may not be the healthiest thing. And she may need to get some assistance with that. Yeah. It reminds me a lot in past episodes, how you would say uh, you parents up until a certain point 
and then you let your kids just fly out of the nest. Mm -hmm. I don't remember how you used to put it, but you always used to say, you just like, yep, they're just going and it's time for them to go do their life now. I'll let you know in four weeks. <laughs> nah, sooner the better. Fuck. This is a tough one though. Um, I feel like if the mom truly is like enmeshed and it sounds like it, I mean, mm -hmm. she shuts down, says, I don't love her. That's not healthy that, at all. That's at very, all. you know, controlling, emotionally manipulative. You might get to a point where you try to have these conversations. And I, I think I would go into it one more time and just say, hey, this is our chance to have a conversation about me moving out. It is going to happen. Let's sit down and talk about it. If she brushes you off, which she likely will based on the history here, mm -hmm. you say, okay, I'm going to respect that you don't want to talk about this, but don't be surprised when one day I have boxes and I'm moving my stuff out. Yeah. Maybe her mom's, maybe she's helping financially in that house as well. And her mom is feared about the financial side of it. You know, there's a lot of reasons, but at the end of the day, like the mom can get a, a roommate. roommate. The roommate. mom could maybe downsize to a smaller place. Our writer could take the dog. Like there's so many other what ifs and like more context and things that can happen. But I don't think like you necessarily need to cut her out unless you move and she becomes very toxic or worse. Is it uncomfortable not having a conversation with your mom before you move? Yeah. Is she going to stop you? Can she stop you? No. If you want to move, put your shit in a box, drive it over to the boyfriend's house and move. Like you're at an age where you can only try to have these conversations and do your diligence. But if you don't have a receptive partner, you just got to keep going down your path. So you can't ask her, you know, mom, what are your fears? You can have that conversation. Yeah. But and try to, if try she's to unwilling to do that, you know, it's it's really hard. But yeah, your mom, your mom might not be emotionally mature enough to handle this. You could have been a surrogate partner for her. She could be, you know, she could be very self-centered and so she you know views you as an extension of her and therefore you can't have your own life like there's a magnitude of reasons but if you do want to start a healthier relationship with your mom i would say family therapy could be great yeah i mean i i really think the first step is turning towards her having the tough combo mm -hmm. yeah that'll change i i, I really do think that'll and, just change a lot and don't get triggered Whatever you do, don't let her trigger you that you lose your shit in this conversation. I don't, our writer doesn't sound like they would. No. Um, I would say like if she really refuses to have the conversation, you could write a letter and say, this is me moving forward with my life. I will move out by this date, blah, blah, blah. But I think, again, if she refuses to have these conversations, like family therapy might be good for you guys going forward for your relationship mm -hmm. for forever. Like yeah. cutting your mom out, it's that's it's sad and a lot of people do have to do that but i think you can avoid it and better your relationship well i think there might be an element too with enmeshment sometimes where either party which in this case it would be the mom doesn't realize the weight of what they're doing they don't mm -hmm. realize the effect of those comments they don't they think it's just oh cuz they get it and make peace with it in that moment because it releases some kind of tension within them, then they're all of a sudden normal and fine. And they don't know the effect that it has on you when you go walk away and think about it. Mm -hmm. They, they, they're free. They, they said what they have to say and they're, they're good. So, you know, if, if she's resistant to conversation or doesn't realize the effects it's having on you, then hopefully uh, a third party as in a therapist could help. Yes. And sometimes the, the parent is such a narcissist that they can't even accept the fact to hear you out and to let it come in. Because I know some people that I've had this, these, these kind of conversations. And let me tell you, unless it's, it's going their way, forget it. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. going to lock down and, and you're the asshole for even having these thoughts or these feelings. And then, you know, it's, it's nasty. It's just, and no matter what you try to keep the conversation into a, you know, into an, you know, a calm voice back and forth, 
it's it's almost impossible. Yeah. yeah, and it's hard. I think based on our experience um, and other experiences in my life with people that do cross boundaries or overly emotionally rely on you or have a hard time when things don't go exactly according to their plan, I think it's hard initially to set the boundary. But like you're already doing, like you're telling her, you're not asking is it going to create some issues in the immediate future? Yeah. When you start enforcing boundaries with people that have never had boundaries enforced, it's not fun for them. You're going to have a reaction. You're going to have emotions or, you know, comments. But it's like any muscle. You keep setting the boundary. You keep holding on to the boundary. You enforce the consequence if they break it. And it does get better. They learn they can't keep you know, treating you like a doormat. Your boundaries do need to be respected. Mm -hmm. So it might be just one of those things that you got to start flexing that muscle. Let's see. Let us know how it goes. Yeah, keep us posted. Uh, We're going on Cinco. Last story. Cuatro bid de cinco. Cuatro go cinco. Cuatro go cinco. You have a hard enough time in English. Just try that. (laughs) Four go the five, bid the five. Try the five now. Five. Five. We have it. We're starting on number five. I've been winning a lot of bids today. This is great. You're the only one bidding. (laughs) (laughs) Bid bid that. Hi, I love your podcast. I started listening to this one and Two Hot Takes earlier this year. I thought I would come on here and ask for advice because I have no idea what to do. So I have been dating my boyfriend for about four and a half years now. We also live together and own a dog together. We had a rocky start with some trust issues from things he did, but I learned to trust again and we are now in a very healthy and stable relationship. I used to think this is what I wanted and that he was the one. However, at the start of 2023, it felt like I suddenly lost feelings for him. I've always been very loyal and only had eyes for him, but I found myself at the gym and out in public looking for attention from other guys, even guys that were not my type at all. Not that I'd ever physically cheat or start texting guys on the side, but I was looking to get attention, which I know is terrible. I started to feel very bored by this relationship and irritated by my boyfriend, not even wanting to spend time with him. Then I started to see proposal pictures on social media and realized that I couldn't imagine being excited if that was him and I. I don't know what is going on with me. I feel like a horrible person, and I know this isn't how I normally am, Part of me worries this will become a pattern if I start dating other people, or maybe my boyfriend just isn't the one. A lot of people in my life think I should leave him, but I'm torn. I so badly want to go back to how I used to feel and want to be excited about being with him. He's ready for marriage, and I told him to wait. I have to figure things out. And if I do want to leave, it feels impossible with the routine I've gotten in with living with him and our dog. But on the other hand, What if he isn't my person and I end up in a marriage where I'm not happy? So my question is, after four years, is it normal to feel bored? And is there a way to get feelings back? Or does that mean it's time to go? Boy, you're going to like my answer on this. This is a good one. It is. You have a couple options here. First option, always be directly honest and open about it. But then suggest at the same time, couple therapy to see what is missing that you that's causing you to feel this lapse. Obviously, it's easy to run and, and say, look, it's done, it's over, and I'm going to move on. Yeah. If there's value to this relationship of anything that you might think that this person is worthy of, of really looking to see what happened, couples therapy, try it. See where you go with it. And you might find out even with that, it's not going to have those feelings brought back. You're not getting the the feed of attention or whatever it might be that that is that missing element. Then you know you have to move on and find the person who is going to be your person. Yeah, that's that's in a nutshell. I mean, we're at year five. We just hit year five. I feel like life gets comfortable, but I've never felt bored with you. Mm-mm. And I feel like. This comment here that I wanted to point out, but I was looking to get attention, which I know is terrible. I don't think it's terrible. I think it just, it shows there is something missing Missing. in your relationship. Are you not getting attention? Are you not getting 
little compliments or little bids throughout the day? Like what has inspired you to seek that external validation and attention? To me, that just shows that something's changed. Maybe he's gotten complacent to where he's not putting in some effort. And so you feel the need to do that. I think there's there's a lot you could unpack. I think, you know, this I thought this was my person. What happened? I think couples therapy could be mm-hmm. great. And maybe you need that anyways just to to see. Maybe individual therapy. Maybe she doesn't see that she doesn't feel the fire from him. She really doesn't feel the fire from him anymore. Well maybe he doesn't have the fire anymore. So here's what's interesting. And I didn't find it relevant. I wasn't gonna share it until you bring up this comment, but ideal outcome would be to figure out whether or not he's the one and then either find the strength to leave, I'm horrible at decisions and change, or find my feelings for him again and marry him. One more thing. I never had butterflies when I met him. He wasn't my type either. It all happened very fast. Not sure if that contributes to anything. 150%. But it's it's interesting because a lot of relationship experts will say initial butterflies, like, sure, it's it's you know, could be anxiety provoking meeting someone new and, you know, all those firsts. But you shouldn't like the butterflies aren't necessarily sustainable. Yes. Like butterflies mean anxiety. It's a heightened response. Like you should feel comfortable with your your partner, not, you know, constantly on edge. I got to say this one's not any different to me than the Will or Bill Bill. or whoever. I'm kind of team Bill. For me, It's the same situation. I'm tempted. The grass looks very green over there. And you're going to really have big regrets if you don't go check it out. You may have some regrets if you go check it out. And then you're like, wait, no, I had it good. I, I think you're four years in. If we're talking marriage, it's not just another four years. It's like Jerry said, it can be decades and decades and decades. It could be a death sentence. So if you're already hitting this now, get out, go see what else is out there and you'll, you'll figure it out. I, I, I really do believe that it, that part of the feeling she's going through is not just her. It's reading something in him. Yeah. Her instincts are not feeling the same thing that he used to give. And because of that, she's starting to lose interest. Sure. And I think if you get to any sort of point where you really cannot decide or you're leaning more towards him and you're like, yeah, I think I'm going to give it a try again, then go spend your money on couples therapy. If you don't get there, don't waste your money, get out and go try some new stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't worry about the dog. So many people uh, co-parent dogs with their exes. Yeah. I mean, Holly is a, Holly is a story of stories. Yeah. So it's doable to still you know, have your dog. We do it with Holly. Um, but I think, yeah, I, I would really ask, like, what changed too? Like, did did anything change, or did it truly just fade away? Something I find really fascinating. You find it fascinating. Typically, women are on hormonal birth control, mm-hmm. and so you'll have sometimes with women they'll go off their birth control, and the partner that they've been with for three years thought was so hot love them so much. They go off their birth control. They find them disgusting. Makes sense. There's studies coming out that that show hormonal birth control can affect the attractiveness you find towards people. I I would fully believe that. So, I mean, did you go off birth control if that applies to you? Um, I just, I find that really interesting. It is. Yeah, because it's all chemical. It's all chemistry within your body. Yeah. So I would see if, you know, what what changed? I mean, you guys have made a four a relationship work four and a half years. Like, but are you just comfortable in going through the motions? Exactly. Because it sounds like we're getting a lot of reasons. Here's why I can't leave. Here's why it would be so difficult. I don't like change. I can't make decisions like this. It's not because I love him. It's I didn't make hear that the change. I didn't hear it. No, it's the exact opposite. I've I fell I've fallen out of love. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, onward. And, but but I want to say though, like relationships are work. Like you can't expect to have the same feelings for someone for 20 years unless you're putting in the work, but it has to be mutual. So that's why I'm like, if you thought this was your person and you want to explore, 
couples therapy, determine what changed. And if you can't get back on track and there's not more effort being put in, it's time to go your own ways, no matter how hard it is to leave. Yeah. That's what's best. Great. I'm curious. I'm curious yeah. what happens. Yeah. So that's it for this show. And um, I do believe we're going to have a Patreon after this. So do jump over to the backyard. Yes. Where we're going to have a cookout. I don't like the cookout. Let's not. This is weird. Maybe we'll have s'mores. Oh. S'mores. We'll have s'more. You're speaking my language. <laughs> Wait. Come to, come to the other. Come, come to Patreon. We're going to have some more. <laughs> Dad jokes, am I right? You gotta, some more. You got to wrap this some thing up. More. It's pronounced yeah. s'more. I know, but it it works. Some more. We'll have more. Yeah, some no, more. I, I see what you're trying to do. It's good. It's good. People will definitely appreciate it. Yeah. I hope you guys do it. And yeah, I'm a little wacky, but <laughs> it's the best okay. ones are. All righty. So we'll see you on the other side. And otherwise, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Some okay. more. Let's get yeah, some s'mores. It's good.